Hello, Mark. Good morning, yes. So for uh, all those who don't know you, Mark is one of the most active uh, leaders in the Albanian American community in diaspora, and the Albanian diaspora. Uh, you were former chair of German, former chair of Massachusetts, Albanian uh, society, society was a society, BESA, I think? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and even an environmental uh, energy economist, you, you did like all these types of like hard things to say, <laughs> to, to say and to pronounce. Um, so uh, how did Germin and Gaff happen? So how did Gaff happen and then Germin happen? So the way Global Albanians Foundation started is to be perfect honest, I was sitting in the airport in Tirana going back to Boston June 2015 and all of a sudden the idea came into my head. It's like boom. Uh, I had just donated some money, small amount to an organization in Albania and I was thinking, I mean, there has to be an easier way for people to donate than giving cash, Albanian style. You know? uh, so then it sort of began this idea of creating an online crowdfunding platform uh, for donations. So, so coincidentally, on the day we launched our website, 12 hours later, uh, happened the earthquake. Uh, so for us, you know, obviously the earthquake was a very bad event for Albania, but it gave us the opportunity to raise about $220,000 over that next month uh, to help. Uh, so it was something that helped put Global Albanians Foundation on the map, both financially and in terms of uh, actual activity that we did in the uh, Termeti area. Okay, and then, and then after that, uh, how, long, how long after that was German? Well, I was involved with Gurmeet before that. Gurmeet, uh, I think I was involved uh, beginning 2015, 2016, okay. kind of an advisory role. Uh, and then I was the chairman of the board of Gurmeet for a while. And I'm still very active in Gurmeet, but just I have no official role now. Okay. Let's explain a bit about the original program, please. Okay, so Original, with capital A-L for Albania, uh, is a program, it's very similar to what Israel does, it's called Birthright Israel. And the idea is that young people in the diaspora will come to Albania and Kosovo for two or three weeks beginning this summer. We hope about 50 people this summer uh, to work with Albanian not-for-profit organizations. They have a cultural experience, volunteer experience, educational experience. Uh, and this is kind of the pilot. The idea is to build it into a very big program that will have hundreds of people within a couple of years and then eventually thousands of uh, Albanian youth. Because uh, if you don't connect the youth, especially now in the world where it's a very global world, people will lose that uh, Albanian connection that they have. I mean, you can already see it starting to happen. Uh, so we really want to build on this sort of Israeli experience where they have a very highly engaged diaspora. And the way to do that is to start with the youth. Awesome. Uh, you talking about like 50 people coming up and visiting. Isn't that too many people or like 50 people is really, is it hard to organize all this? Uh, well, I'm not the one doing the organizing, so I'm not so sure how hard it is. Uh, the staff of Gurmeen is the one that will handle all the details. Uh, 
No, but we think 40 or 50 is possible because we'll have many different counterparts. You know, they, they may not always travel in a group. They may go uh, in smaller groups to visit different uh, museums or educational institutions or youth groups. Very much we want to connect Albanian youth in the diaspora with Albanian youth organizations in Albania and Kosovo. So, no, I don't think it's too many. I mean, you have to build the infrastructure to manage it. So, well, apart from the already uh, donations that you have, how can people donate to the, to the original program if they want to support or they want to sponsor the uh, They can donate on uh, Global Albanians Foundation website. They can donate on Facebook. They can send me an email. I can send more details on how to donate. Uh, right now, we don't have an active campaign. We did a very active campaign in December where we raised about $70,000. Uh, right now, we're mostly focusing on asking companies in Albania and Kosovo for like $1,000 donations, that sort of thing. Small donations, right now we're not looking for, but we will be. Okay, so your experience uh, as an Albanian living abroad, you first came in 1991, you told me once with... Uh, May 1992. May 1992. So, since, since this whole thing is about uh, Albanians living in diaspora, what was your first recollections of those times in Albania? Uh, I mean, my first recollection was, you know, when I remember landing there, it just seemed very interesting and exotic. You know, you, you're flying in, you see cows grazing right next to the, uh, to the runway at that time. So there was this sense of, uh, of adventure. I think that was the best way to put it. Uh, then at the professional level, it was very good because the, the people that were responsible for environment, which is what I was working on at the time at the World Bank, they were very committed, very professional, very sort of modern in their thinking, uh, given the context of the early 1990s in Albania. Did you have any, some sort of information or any idea of how the place was over here, apart from the system? I mean, I had some idea. I had friends from Washington who were going. Uh, I had met people that had come from Albania on training courses to Washington in the early 1990s. So, you know, I had an idea just from talking to people. But, you know, until you go yourself, it's, you don't understand it the same way. Yeah, and how does it feel now after 30 years? Uh, I mean, it's no longer has that, let's say, mystery or exotic feeling because, you know, yeah. 30 years was a long time, and Albania has changed a lot. It's no longer uh, a big unknown country uh, like it used to be. Uh, and the diaspora has changed a lot. I mean, I can look at our diaspora here in Boston, for example, and, you know, someone who was a 10-year-old kid a few years ago is now making hundreds of thousands of dollars as a doctor or a lawyer or a business person. Uh, so we have a very different diaspora than people that are struggling to get by. Okay, there are people that struggle, but Albanian diaspora is solidly middle, middle class now. Well, last time we talked about uh, your memories, your memories from your childhood, early childhood. Like your, your, yes, like you told me like how you were like this big family with many people, always surrounded by people coming and going. And when you went into other uh, American families, let's say, like even the, of course, there was a difference there, but I mean, you mentioned the cleanliness of the homes. Yes, the Albanian homes were always cleaner and neater than American homes. 
just because we are from Korcha or it's Albanian? Maybe it's Korcha. I didn't go to uh, many Albanian homes that were not Korcha when I was a child. So, uh, but I assumed it was all Albanian families. And you said that the first, going back to your professional roots, you told me like your first job was in construction and you lasted for? Two days. But it was working for my brother. It wasn't like a, a real job. I guess my first real job was a mailman. Uh, my twin brother and I, we were mailmen for two summers uh, when we were in college. So that was, you know, two or three months of work, delivering mail, driving truck. Uh, it was a great job, great summer job. Then my first, let's say, professional job was in Washington, D.C. as a research assistant in an economics think tank. Do you have any interesting story or insight from the Albanian community from your childhood years or maybe later on? Well, I mean, as kids, uh, you know, most of our Albanian connections were with family and friends and through church. Uh, we'd hear Fanoli's name all the time. You know, to me, he was just like some, some guy up in the front of the church. Um, but, you know, you'd go to your grandparents' house and you'd hear the older people talking and you'd hear Noli this, Noli that. Uh, it never meant much to me, but I knew from this that this must be a kind of important guy. And inside the info on the Noli lifestyle? Uh, I didn't, you know, I was a kid, so I don't know anything about his lifestyle, but, uh, you know, I was told once by someone who knew him well that uh, he had a girlfriend in Florida. That's why he went to Florida a fair amount of time. And in fact, I know he died in Florida. Uh, so I'm not saying this to um, be like Tashatem gossip about Fanoli, but uh, it's something that someone who I think would know uh, said to me, and my guess is it's true, but it doesn't matter, you know? It's someone's personal life, private life, and it's all good. Well, for me personally, as a, like, as a fan of Fanoli in general, like as an admirer of his work, like, it's good to have him pictured like, in Hawaiian shot at least for once, because I always like pictures him in black, you know, and like doing the thing with the beard, you know. Yeah. Well, again, it's interesting you say it. So I never knew him personally, but I, my sense is part of his um, power of persuasion and his ability to get to lead people was that he was very human, uh, and so to to be able to do that, he had to have a part of his personality that people didn't see you know, when he was the bishop or when he was speaking or when he was writing poetry or about Beethoven. You know, he had to be able to interact very comfortably with common people to be as effective as he was. So thank you, Mark, for being here and doing this and starting the whole program and for your amazing work trying to bring together our culture and all people all over the globe. And is there anything you want to add to the whole thing? Oh, well, thank you very much for the opportunity to... Uh, to be interviewed here. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I've been active in Albanian diaspora for 30 years now, and I think I can do another 30 years. Uh, at least that's my, uh, my objective. And there's obviously a lot to do. I'm very much looking forward to working through Global Albanians Foundation, Grameen, and our program for uh, Albanian youth in homeland countries and diaspora, which we are calling uh, Original. So, Shum Farminderit. Yeah, looking forward to that. Okay, so to all Albanians everywhere, thank you for watching this, for listening this, for reading this. See you next time. Bye.
Meu papo,